What's up, y'all? Welcome back to HRT. I am very excited for this week's episode. Um, I have a couple of guests today, uh, one of them being Aiden Dowling, who I'm sure many of you have heard of. Uh, he's been on the cover of Men's Health Magazine. He was on The Ellen Show. And he's the founder of a new app for trans and non-binary people, which we're going to talk about a lot in this episode. So definitely stick around for that. Um, we also have Aiden's buddy, Taylor, um, who helped him create this app. And he's also a fellow trans guy. So I'm excited to talk to him and learn his experiences and pick his brain too. And I also have Jackson, who was on the last episode. He's going to help me ask Aiden and Taylor questions today. And we're all going to hang out and we're going to have a good time. And I'm hella excited. And I hope you enjoy. Let's get to it. Thank you. I do actually very much want to ask you genuinely what it was like being on the Ellen show. (laughs) (laughs) How was that? That was, that was a long time ago, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is now. It's definitely up in each year. I'm like, wow, is that long ago? So it was in 2015. So that was what? Eight, seven, eight, seven years ago, eight, seven, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I was like thinking about math. Um, so yeah, it was like eight years ago now. And I mean, honestly, like I know that Ellen had some like, can I curse on here? Yeah, for okay. sure. Yeah. I know that <laughs> Ellen had like some shit go down. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, and yeah, I know yeah. nothing about that. I don't, I really know nothing about it. I can only talk from my own experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but my experience was great. Like she was really great. Her production team, like the producer I was working with was really great. There was a lot of, I was going to be, I, I, I don't know if I actually can claim this, but I think I'm one, I'm the first, if not one of the first like trans people she ever had on. I think she might've had like Chaz Bono with Cher previously oh, okay. for like a moment in time. But I was like the first real sit down, let's have an interview um and so what a lot of people don't know is i had to i had to fake that interview like three different times with like three different producers where they would like ask questions um and you know they got a list of the day of i got like a list of questions they're like this is what you're going to read but then when i got out there she like literally went to the last question and asked it first and it like just totally threw me off um (laughs) but it was good like it was really uh awesome and i think now that it's been eight years i think i'm legally allowed to say things i don't know um but uh but yeah no it was really great like she was awesome the, so the, the three things about ellen that i didn't realize until i saw her in person number one she's like like frailer than you would think like she's just like shorter and like thin really? and just kind of like I don't want to say frail because it makes her sound like she's super old, but like, you know, like a little thing. Um, And then also like her eyes are like this intense blue. Like I know you don't really notice it, but like, they're just like deep, deep, deep blue. Um, And then like, thirdly is it's not so much about Ellen, but just about the show. The audience is like really far away, actually. Like they are not very close. Like, you it's i don't know yards but they're like yards they're like multiples of yards away you know what i mean um which actually made it a lot less stressful because everyone was kind of like out there 
um, and her and I were just like right here. Um, it's that's probably on purpose so you can like have an intimate, an intimate conversation. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was really good. Was the only time you really saw and talked to Ellen was it when you were in those chairs? Yeah, so they don't they kind of do that on purpose so they get like the wow factor of like meeting her. So I had right. not talked to her at all, just only like her people. Um, yeah. But I was very nervous. They put like pads on my armpits so I wouldn't <laughs> sweat through the shirt. Dude, and I actually like showed amazing. up with like all this swag. And like they made me like change my outfit because it was like too. Uh, I, I I had like I don't know. They they just made me change my shirt. They like <laughs> brought in this like fifteen shirts and they're like, which one do you like? And I just picked like oh the most goodness. basic plain blue <laughs> shirt I could find. You know what I mean? Um, That's awesome. And they made me take my lip ring out for the first episode, but not I the second that. episode. Yeah, so just I like noticed. little things, you know. Um, because, yeah, you were on twice. Was How different were the two times? Were they like pretty much the same thing? Yeah, the second time was a lot like you've been here before, you know how this goes, and it was really quick. Like it was a very short segment. Compa my first segment was like we had a commercial break, which was like just me. It was super long. Um, mm -hmm. But my second segment was like I think literally like two minutes. But the dope part about my second segment is that I got brought back on because I did hit the cover of Men's Health and the person at Men's Health was like, will you bring everyone? She told me, she was like, BTW, like, I tried to get everyone on Ellen, but Ellen was like, I only want Aiden, just bring him on. Ooh. Like, and she, like, no one else was like invited. You know what I mean? Um, oh, wow. wow. VIP. Yeah. So I was going to say VIP. I was like, Hot okay. Dog. Okay. So yeah, so that was that was, and I hadn't seen the magazine yet either until she okay. showed it to me. So all right, because it came up on the screen behind you, yeah. right? While you were doing, yeah. It. But I'm like not, I'm not a, I'm not good at like first reaction. Like you're not gonna get a really cool reaction from me. But like the next day is when I'll be like really hyped, and like, <laughs> I'll wake up and I'll be like, ah, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Once it's like settled in, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think like that was the not, you know, wasn't as a. Uh, anticlimactic i think for their right. production company <laughs> <laughs> got you now that was that was again that was eight seven years ago yeah. was it terrifying as all hell to like go in front of the world as a trans person um i mean it was but i i always it felt like my responsibility to be honest like i just always That's like I don't know. I'm not, I, you can ask Taylor, like, I'm not very mature. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't think people would say like my top five qualities is that Aiden is very mature. Um, but <laughs> I think that when it, it just came to the community and the fact that it was, you know, I came up in 2009, it was only 2015. Laverne Cox had just like kind of hit the, hit the ground running with Orange is the New Black. Like, so I, I just felt like a responsibility of like, I, I have, I have to do this. Like there's right. no, there's no, you don't, you're not going to do this. Like I have to do it. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's kind of, I was definitely nervous and stressed out as all hell, but that's what kind of like made me just, you know, buck up and get it done. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Yeah. As a show, out of both I mean. times, 
out of both times being on, what which one was your favorite, the first time or the second time? Um, definitely the first time, just because I was there for longer. Like I came in the day before. Um, you know what I mean? Like I just got more of the treatment. I ran into Megan Trainer backstage. What? So that was cool. Wow. Yep. That's so she had her little puppy with her. Um uh-huh. and then then the second time I heard oh, what's that guy's name? That like really famous opera singer guy that was like really hot for like a minute. <laughs> hot opera oh, singer. Josh Groban. Josh Groban. Yes. Josh Groban. Yes. He, he was hot for like, a, like yeah. people like were into him for a, a hot minute. Um, and uh, I heard him like warming up. Those are my two claims to fame. It's like I heard Josh Groban <laughs> warming up and I ran into Megan Trainer and her dog. Wow. <laughs> Honestly. I was going to ask, did, did she say anything to you? Like, did y'all, y'all have a conversation? Megan Trainer? Yeah. No, no. So she was like leaving the makeup and I was going into makeup. And like, oh, okay. I remember I, I, I always try to play it very cool in front of celebrities, you know, like I, I try to Taylor knows cause I've taught him some of my ways. I try to play it cool. Um, you know, cause there's just people, you know, they put their leg, their pants on one leg at a time, just like us, you know? Um, so when I saw her, I, I acknowledged her existence. Right. And I smiled and she like looked at me and I think she did like a double take. Cause she was like, who's this guy going into makeup? I don't, know him but he's at ellen so he's probably valuable in some capacity you know what i mean like i got kind of like you know what i mean like (laughs) who are you why are you here are you lost you know what i mean um so wow yeah that's pretty cool and to talk about what you were on ellen for uh you said it before you were on the cover of men's health magazine which dude Mm -hmm. that's insane i saw that i didn't even when i emailed you guys I knew you were on Ellen. I hadn't watched it yet and then found out you were on the cover of Men's Health. And I was like, oh my God, I just I just emailed the guy who was on the cover of Men's Health. That's so funny. That's funny. Can you maybe go into what that experience was like a little bit? Yeah, um, that was a wild ride as well. Um, I mean, and as you said, like that's what got Ellen's attention. So, cause like when right. I talked to the Ellen people, um, they said that they had noticed me. I had this other, there was this old magazine called FTM magazine. Has anyone heard of this magazine? No, I haven't. I know we're like, just so old, (laughs) (laughs) just so old y'all. Like, so, um, so there was this magazine called FTM magazine. I did a remake cover of the Adam Levine shot where he's like naked and he mm-hmm. won. He yeah. like got like hottest, like people's hottest guy or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And so that went viral, and that was they were like, oh, we saw that go viral, and then like five months later, we saw this starting to go viral. So that's what that got their attention. But uh, yeah, so I was in a competition for Men's Health. It was called the Ultimate Guy, a doer who gives back to his community. That oh my was God. the title um wow. and like you pretty much had to have a six-pack oh like i don't think anyone <laughs> i don't think men's health was putting like a doer who gives back and is not like ripped yeah. you know <laughs> it's still men's health um so yeah so i mean like i was into fitness i was making videos on youtube about fitness and just being trans and um i applied and i applied with like a few other trans guys but uh mm-hmm. 
just because I had built a community, I got like, it was a voting system. So I got like voted up, 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 up. Um, and then that, yeah. And then they, I got into the finalists, the top five, and mm. then they ended up putting all five of us on the cover. So that got mm. me as the first trans man on the cover and the first trans man with a like spread within the magazine. Like I have, I have like a photo. It's like a whole is that photo is that and the picture you're going like this right? yeah that's this one yeah yes exactly yeah, yeah. That's a dope that became thing. like my sig signature stance yeah from then on i was like well the famous the, the, the magazine <laughs> people told me to stand like this so i'm gonna do that you know? the professionals yeah know. the professionals yeah. professionals know <laughs> right that's awesome um so obviously you were on the cover of men's health because you were very into fitness uh i wanted to ask if like in the long run of being on men's health, doing all the fitness and stuff for it, did it help your dysphoria as a trans man mm. or did it make it worse in a sense? So it, as far as like dysphoria, it definitely helped it. Cause I, you know, I personally identify on like the more, like if, if the scale was like, you know, feminine on one side and masculine on the other and, and like more androgynous in the middle, I'm definitely on the, you know, right side of that scale. Um, right. And so it definitely helped me in that sense. Um, so with my dysphoria, just, yeah, I mean, really still helps, to be honest, like, I still work out, I still like to go to the gym, you know, it still mm -hmm. helps me. Um, but as far as like a human being, and like having like, because I definitely have a mix of like, eating disorder, body mm -hmm. dysmorphia, mixed with dysphoria, and so many times those are really hard to like separate the two. They almost right. like come like glued together and you can't really tell if you're like experiencing dysphoria or like just like dysmorphia. Um, so it, it definitely didn't help in the sense of like being glorified like for my body because then it was like, okay, well now I can like always have to have a six pack and I always have to be like better than the last time you saw me and you know mm. what I mean so it definitely like fucked with my mentalness um mm. but mm. you know it's I still wouldn't not have not done it you know what I mean right. like yeah I, of course yeah it's still it still helped me in a lot of ways I think that like and who knows like I probably I probably would have went down that rabbit hole anyway I was like headed in that trajectory it's just that all of that attention just like sped it up you know Got you. Yeah, for sure. I wanted to ask because <clears throat> I don't work out. I hate working out. <laughs> I'm terrible at it. You're like Taylor. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor hates working out. He doesn't want to go was... up the stairs. <laughs> okay, that's a little far. That's a little far. <laughs> I was gonna ask Taylor, like, what is your relationship with fitness? Does it help your transition at all or I guess not. <laughs> well, well, so I guess I say that now jokingly that I don't work out now, but um, I was a cross country runner in college and played all sorts sure. of sports as a kid. And I actually basically broke my entire body in college from <laughs> sprinting 11 miles a day. Like wouldn't oh, recommend, God. wouldn't do that again. Um, so I mostly don't work out for my back reasons. Um, and um, I'm, yes, I'm sure I, yeah, because for me, I, I've never been a gym person. So like, mm -hmm. if I could go and run every day, then I would do that. But because I can't do that, I haven't really, I've tried to do little exercises from PT and then turning that into building muscle. And I just, 
it's not my favorite thing. <laughs> it, yeah, it's not it's not fun to me, but the main reason why personally for me it's it's more dysphoria inducing for me i feel like especially going to the gym around mm -hmm. cis men who because i feel like in that yeah area it's a hard place to not compare yourself to other men mm -hmm. and brings me to my next question for you aiden is like how do you have any advice for trans guys in that area yeah. me particularly <laughs> <laughs> no, me too i'm a big fella I'm, I'm a big fella and i'll say one of my biggest things is like i struggle with my weight and so trying like i, I want to go to the gym so bad i want to go to the gym i want to work out i want to get muscles like i want to be i want to be that i want to be this dude you know <laughs> so like do like and like cody said do you have any advice for mm -hmm. us or any other uh trans men or trans women that want to work out do you have any advice for us yeah i mean first i think like you you don't like there's many ways to find like body euphoria and like to disengage with your dysphoria you know what i mean like it's not always going to be for every person like to work out you know what i mean so right. i think that's like the first thing i would always say is like if you don't want to work out like you just like don't fucking work out like that's fine <laughs> like you know, like it's not the cure-all like you know right. like you could end up working out and being like I, this is actually not fun you know what i mean like so i think <laughs> i think that it just it depends on the person but if you are someone who is like no i i do when i do work out i do feel better but i have a lot of feelings about like you're saying cody like Oh, comparison, comparing my body to other people, because now I'm in a gym of other like cis people. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that that's, that's just kind of like the hardest part. Um, and so, I mean, my only advice is what I did and maybe that works or maybe it doesn't, but like, for me, I would just put my headphones on and I just honestly, like, I wouldn't fucking make eye contact with anyone. I wouldn't go to the bathroom there. I wouldn't change there. Like I would just like go in I would do my thing like and I definitely had moments where I would like leave because I would see some like 16 year old working out and like who's like more jacked than me. And I was like, you don't even know, <laughs> like, you know, like just like so pissed, like and like mad at the world. And um, but I think it was just the. At, if you stick with fitness, I think this is why it can become like very addicting for people is that, like you will see progress. And then that progress is kind of what makes you just realize that, like, I'm just going to go do this for me. Um, and, you know, and it's like you go, you work out at the gym, but then you come home and that's when, like, you flex in the mirror and stuff. I mean, you're not going to like, you know, that's when you like start like looking at your body and seeing the changes and, you know, either either feeling like, OK, I can do this and, and I can push through that hour of kind of feeling uncomfortable or I can't. You know what I mean? So. Uh, so, yeah, just like staying in your lane. Sounds like the same method I use when using public restrooms. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to my music. Don't make eye contact. Yep, no, exactly. No. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. For me, I, I think fitness is hard in general, not even as a trans person, just because the more I do it, the more I become obsessed with it. And then I like lose track of the important things in life, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. That's why it's hard for me. Um, but I do want to get into, uh, the reason why I hit you guys up in the first place, why I emailed you because you guys came out with your own app Yes, called the trace app. Yes. Uh, do you want to tell me about that a little bit? Cause it's really exciting. Yeah. Taylor, do you want to talk? 
You go first. Um, so the Trace app is an app for trans and non-binary folks and our allies to both build community and document transition. And so uh, Trace is actually an acronym because we love acronyms. <laughs> um, so it stands for uh, Transition Recording and Community Engagement. And oh. so both of all those things happen, right? Um, and uh, so you could think of the app as like, there's two sides of the app. There's the you and the app relationship where you are, if you're in a gender transition, you are documenting your transition through photos, through, uh, we have different reminders you can put on there. You have anniversaries, milestones, journaling, things of that nature. And we remind you because you know, you forget about oh, taking yeah. your shot. You forget. Oh, yeah, I forget. Yeah, you forget all the things. Like, <laughs> you forget to get your blood work. You forget all these different things, right? And so anything that you would need a reminder related to your transition um, and even the documenting portion, right? So, like, I was documenting, like, my beard growth, mm -hmm. you know, my whole transition. So it was like, you know, if, if only I had an app like Trace where I would just – set my photo album reminder for every Friday to remind me to take a photo of my beard so I can make one of those cool collages. That's like, you know, the first year on T and it's like week one, two, three, you know what I mean? But I, I can't do that. I have to like rummage through YouTube videos and take screenshots. And I don't know about y'all, but this is since I transitioned, this is like my eighth phone. Like I don't have all those photos, oh, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So yeah. having a place that all of that stuff is stored. Um, so that's like how you and the app are personal, that's all private, that you don't, you're not sharing that information unless you want to, but it's private with you in the app. And then there's the side, that's the community side. So it's pretty much, you could think of it as a social app, except we're putting trans people at the center. So we are talking about transitioning, we are supporting one another, we are getting resources and questions asked and answered. Um, and we're also like, you know, posting pictures of our puppies you know what i mean like yeah. it's it's all around but at the end of the day it's also a place where like maybe you haven't used your name anywhere yet maybe you're not dressing publicly as female and you know but you want to post pictures you want to start building your true identity right um, or someone like myself like i have you know went through my medical transition would consider my transition quote unquote medically done except for hormones right like but i don't plan on getting surgeries or anything but i have a lot to offer the community and i want to support the community whether you're you know 52 transitioning or 18 transitioning right like i want to give support i want to root you on um and so that's that's where the app and the users of the app like all come together you know what i mean that's more public facing you could still be private but it's more of the public facing community side wow did you did you guys meet through the app or did y'all know each other before the app? Like how did how did how did this how did y'all's friendship <laughs> become? Yeah, well, so I had been following Aiden on socials for like two years and had like, you know, watched all his videos and stuff when I was first coming out. Um and he put uh like a story notification out and was like, Is anyone a developer who does this very specific type of mobile application stuff. And I was like, crap, no, I don't. I've worked at like really big tech companies and I don't do that. And then like two weeks later, he put a call out and was like, any developers, just anyone. And I was like, oh my gosh, all right, I need to DM him. So I DM'd him, we met like 
a day later or something and we talked through everything. And then I was like, let's see if we can just build like a first prototype and, you know, get something to start wow. working. And then it worked. And then we were off to the races. So hell yeah. How long so, have you been into the tech side of things? Sorry, Jackson. <laughs> you're good. Go ahead. I was going to ask how long you've been into the tech industry type thing. Yeah. So I started, I got, um, a job at a, like a large medical software company. Um, and then I was there for like three years doing like non dev stuff, testing software and things. And then, um, I got and went back to school for night classes while I was working there to become a software developer. And so then I worked at that same company for another three or four years, um, wow. before joining trace. That's awesome. Making moves. I, like <laughs> I was going to ask, so just you two built this app? Like nobody, nobody else, or is it? So we have a, YouTube? we're a team of three. Um, and okay. so we have, uh, the other co-founder is Elizabeth, uh, cisgender ally. And um, her and I had been working on it starting in July of 2019. Um, she is a UX UI designer and wanted to help the community in some way. And now I had thought I had tried to build an app's now, I wouldn't say similar to Trace, but an app that was actually for my clothing company, but I wanted to have shot reminders in it. That was like the one similarity between Trace. But when I, it was like $100,000, like I don't even make, a th I, I think at that point I was barely making $1,000 a month, let alone like having money for 100000 <laughs> So her and our, her and I just started meeting like almost every week, you know, sporadically at times, um, and built kind of this back-end prototype, I guess you might say, like a click-through of what the app could look like. Um, and then her and I applied for an incubator, like a free like accelerator incubator program. Um, and that is when we were like, oh, like <laughs> we need someone to build this app. <laughs> we had someone join on, but then he left like within two weeks. And so then we were like, great, like we don't have anything. Like we're ex exactly where we started with just like pretty much like here, here's my app, click through it. You know what I mean? Like, um, yes, just a lot of, a lot of great yeah, ideas. Yeah. Yeah. But then, like, as Taylor was saying, I was just putting the reach out and no one was getting back to me. Um, and then I was like, fuck it. Like, if anyone knows anything about apps, like, let me know. And even when I met him, he's like, I've never done it. And we're like, that's fine. You're going to be great. Um, <laughs> but honestly, what sold us on Taylor was that Elizabeth and I were like, we've never met this man, like in real life. I, I'm like, I don't know. He said he followed me, but I don't like, I don't know what that means. Like maybe he's playing it cool. Like I don't actually know. <laughs> but what actually like it was a week later we met him again and he had already was like, Oh, I think we could build it on this platform. And I think we can have this thing. And we were, and like Elizabeth and I were just like, this is, this is it. Like we're happy. Like, you know, like clearly mm -hmm. pretty much like he came into the relationship as like, I will be a co-founder cause I'm going to put in the work. Like I'm not just going <laughs> to wait for you to tell me to do stuff. You know what I mean? Oh, so, yeah. uh, and so that's when we, we also knew whoever we brought in in order for this to be like a real relationship for someone to buy in, like Elizabeth and I were like, we, we both own the company 50, 50. And we were like, we have to just, whoever joins is a, it's all equal. Like it has to right. be equal. Yeah. Otherwise it's just not, it's not going to work. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. but like, so Elizabeth designs the app, mm -hmm. but Taylor is, has built everything. 
on the yeah. end. Wow. That's insanely impressive, bro. <laughs> and it's wow. like getting better, y'all. We've got like some shit coming out in the next, I, mm-hmm. I don't want to say how many months because that might stress Taylor out. But um, <laughs> sometime in the near future. This fall. Okay, this, this fall, yes. depending on, you know, when the last leaf falls <laughs> from the tree, right? Because um, <laughs> like, you just never know what happens. Like all of a sudden mm-hmm. you think, oh, great. Now Apple says we can't put it out and it's been eight days. Um, but we have some really awesome things. things coming out that I'm really excited about. So I know that's what that was my next question was like, <laughs> do y'all have any future ideas coming up for the app? We could, uh, we could leave them in suspense. Leave them in suspense. <laughs> I will say, I guess we can say that a lot of the really huge, cool things are happening around reminders. Tracking in making, general. And yeah. Tracking in general mm-hmm. and making that an even better, more fun and engaging experience. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good idea because even me, like I didn't transition long ago like you guys did, whatever, but like... I forget it's what's today. Today is Friday. My shot day is Tuesday. Still haven't taken it. I'm so bad at it. Taylor, <laughs> see, this is this is the conversation we had yesterday. Oh my yep. gosh, just go stick Remind yourself. Go, it's fine. I know, I know. Okay, but like, <laughs> you've been you've been doing. How long have you been sticking yourself with with needles? Uh, Fourteen years in October. Wow. wow, 14 years. That's crazy. <laughs> I can't even but, see okay. myself at 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's wild. I we're skipping a few topics, but I'm gonna ask now because I'm interested. Now you've been on since you've been on testosterone for so long, has it like become more of like a chore or do you still enjoy it taking your shot? Mm. Um I don't know how much I ever enjoyed <laughs> taking the actual shot. I mean <laughs> everyone's over twenty one here, right? Okay. Yes. It's like when you take a shot of tequila, like I don't know anyone who enjoys it. <laughs> right? You're but you're like you do what you gotta do to get to the result, right? And so that's what I feel like taking your like tea shot is is just kind of like I don't know anyone who's of sane mind who enjoys <laughs> sticking a half of an inch needle into your body. Well, I meant more like some people look forward to it because they feel better like immediately I, after. I know. I'm just, I'm just fucking with you, Cody. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I think, I, I think at this rate, it's like, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's more. I wouldn't say it's a chore. It just feels like a maintenance. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of like this is what I do to keep up feeling good. To you know what I mean? Like keep up right. with my life you know so it it doesn't feel like a chore per se um and i i usually would have i've been good at remembering this year has been my hardest year of remembering just because so many things are going on um Mm. but again why the trace app is so great because it will remind you um Mm. and we're building it out to just be like like you will not be able to get this far cody when you download the trace app and you we have our our new build out in at the end of fall or in fall mm-hmm. and um 
it just won't happen. Like you won't be able to forget this long. Dude, you know what I mean? Hell yes. Because I need help. All I'm using right now is like this shitty little reminder app on your phone, which I have a bunch of reminders. So when I close, because like I want to take out the garbage. So like if my shot day is Tuesday and I got to take out the garbage on Tuesday night, I clear the garbage one and then the shot day one goes away. Uh, so it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Already <laughs> we can help you with that. Yeah. yeah. That's true too. That's true too. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what about you, Taylor? How long have you been on testosterone? So I will be four years in November. Um, yeah, nice. It's closer Sorry. to me. I think I'm six years now. Okay. Six years. Yeah. I would have. Yeah. I would have been two in November. My boy came off the boy juice, but he's oh, going yeah? back on. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I took. I took a small little break, uh, mental health wise, and uh, shot anxiety more than anything. Um got to the point to where it was like just hurting so bad and I was like dreading like shot day and I quit cold turkey. Oh, that's Were you doing IM? I was doing sub Q. Okay. Um I don't even I don't even know how to explain it. I just like I was doing it on my stomach more than anywhere mm. and switching sides. I'm very prone to like scar tissue. I've had surgeries and like I keloid really badly and stuff mm. like that. So I guess like just doing it because I was on it for a year, a little over a year, and then I quit cold turkey because of shot anxiety. Mm. And so my my thought process was I have scar tissue under my skin from where I did my shots. And so every time I would stick myself, it just hurt more and more and more. Mm. And I would get like a lump under there and I would mm. rub it out and it would not go away. Mm. so i have an appointment at the end of november though to talk to the doctor to see if we can figure out something because i I need to get back on it maybe you could do maybe you could do every bi-weeklies just take gel maybe if your insurance covers it maybe yeah i i i i don't know if i could do gel i have i'm very like i can't even put lotion on my skin because i don't like the way that it feels so the gel like not being able to touch people because i'm a very touchy person so not being able to like rub on people and like touch people or hug people like i don't know if i could do that but like i know there's like um a peel or a a pellet is what some people call it Um, and then there's a patch um i mean personally for me it's more of like i need the shot like you're just gonna have to get over it jackson because this shot like for anybody yeah. listening, don't listen to this. But for me, the shot makes you more manly. So I'm like, Jackson, you got to do the shot because yeah. you're more manly. Like you, you, you got to do it, dude. This makes you. This makes you this person. <laughs> so I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try injections again. If it doesn't work, then we're gonna have to do something else. Can someone but, else do it for you? That's a good question. <laughs> um. <laughs> I live alone and I don't really have a supportive family. So I know the answer to that. You have a no. friend? Um, I'll they come would over there. never. I'll come you're gonna, you. You're going you're gonna to fly to <laughs> Alabama just for the, the drive? Dri- uh, drive what? What, what is just it? 18 hours? 18 hours? 18 hours? <laughs> well, I would definitely look into bi weekly and talk to your doctor about bi weekly. Um, because okay. you could potentially do a biweekly. The only thing that happens with biweekly is like some people have an emotional response because you do tend to have a higher 
high and a slightly lower low, but some people are really fine with it. So it depends. So I would definitely think about that. And then, um, you know, like if you like ice cube trick, mm. put I tried cube, the ice cube and did not cube. help. It made it worse. <laughs> you know, I, I actually, I know I'm saying it, but I tried it too. And I hated it. I was like, this hurt. <laughs> this is awful. It was terrible. Yeah. It was awful. So it was awful. Yeah. But also, well, hopefully, the hopefully gel, something out. everyone thinks that the gel is like you can't touch anybody. But like the gel you rub in and you just can't touch anyone for like 15 minutes until it dries. And then you put a shirt on and most the area that you're putting it on is not an area that like, like, you know, like if if someone came up and touched your shoulder, they're not going to be like, what's good? You know what I mean? Doesn't in 2.7 seconds. Turn my girlfriend into a man. Right, exactly. But I will say, <laughs> like, not not that I'm condoning the language, Jackson, of it's more manly, but you definitely get a quicker response with yeah. actually doing it sub-Q or... Um, yeah, I, it's more, it's more euphoric. It's, it, it mm. definitely boosts my energy. Like, yeah, I, I dreaded shot day. I didn't like shot. I don't like shots, mm -hmm. but having a shot day and doing my tea shots and stuff like that at the end of the shot, when I was wiping up everything and cleaning everything off, I was like, okay, yeah, this is, this is awesome. Right. Like, this is me. This is great. So put on your Superman. It's definitely. Um, yes, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Oh, Spider but... My bad. <laughs> uh, what about you two? Are you guys sub-Q or intramuscular? I'm sub-Q. I don't know how this man does IM over here. I don't know. Yeah. Aiden, you do IM? Yeah. I go like one leg, the next leg, one butt cheek, mm -hmm. the next butt cheek. <laughs> Just do the full square. Yes. Yeah, that's literally what I do. Because of oh, the yeah, scar dude. tissue... Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, it does mm -hmm. build up, but also I will say that, you, you know, you can break up scar tissue, so you can massage, you can go to physical therapy, you can get one of those like gun things, the, 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 the guns, which I have, yeah. which I do That's on my bad. legs. Yeah. On my legs every now and nice. then, like if I'm just sitting here, it's over here. I'm just I'll, like, put it on my legs because of the scar tissue. Um, so it is something that could be broken up. It's not like it lives forever. Um, mm. but, uh, yeah, I do. I am. I've never even thought about doing that. I'm just, cause sometimes I forget which leg I, I try to do the butt cheek, but as Jackson said in our last episode together, I, I can't make that turn. I, one side, <laughs> I have a harder time than the other butt cheek, like the right butt cheek I got the left butt cheeks a little bit of a struggle, but I make it happen, you know? You're the first. You're the first intramuscular man I've had on here. Everybody else is oh, really? so cute. Oh, wow. so I was very happy when he said that. <laughs> yeah. No. I, I mean, I I personally think that it has a faster effect. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. if, I don't it's know. That's science. I, that's kind of what I thought. I feel story. like it does, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, I will take not really ever having shot anxiety because I don't do IM. Yeah. Over the, whatever. Yeah. Speed of my. Is it's Cody? You have to. You have to get. You have to download Trace because I'm. All the things you're saying. I'm just like. Just get the fucking app, bro. Get the app. It will help your life. You know what I mean? Like, and seriously, like, 90 days from now, it's gonna be even better. Like, I just. 
you, you won't forget. Yeah. You'll be able to know which one you did. You'll be able to look at a history of all the things that you have done. Like, you know what I mean? So that's cool. Cause like, even like you said, I, I've lost all my voice videos, all my beard mm-hmm. growth, all of that. It's all gone. I have nothing yep. to look at anymore. So I think being able to see that and having, cause it, you can make albums right in the trace app mm-hmm. of all that stuff. Yep. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, if I had that, I'd be I'd be very happy. We call it the trans cloud because it lives in the trans cloud. And <laughs> so if you lost your phone, as long as you can re-verify yourself on the app, then you can get access into your account and all your stuff will still be there. It reminded me of my shot day the other day and I And then you forgot. Well, we're gonna yeah. we're fixing that for you. <laughs> <laughs> I chose to ignore it. It's my own fault. <laughs> Taylor literally was building that part today yeah yeah wow. like we yeah, were, were <laughs> literally i don't know what he does but i just imagine he just reads in a different language it's just like letters <laughs> and numbers <laughs> and dots he like he'll sh- he'll pull it up and he has like when we have our meetings he has like a simulator of what the app actually looks like on the one side and then he's got all his code on the other side and i just like i don't even know I feel like I'm in the matrix. I just like, I don't know what he's doing, <laughs> but I believe him. I took, I took code in, in college. It was, it was fun. It was awesome. I loved code. Um, I but I just, it. I couldn't get it. It did too many numbers, too many letters, too many symbols. I just, yeah, I passed, yeah. but <laughs> then you were done. <laughs> now, people who do code impress me. That's wild. It's like, I went into nursing. I, I tried to go into nursing, so I didn't need it. Nursing. <laughs> Man, that's I, rough. I, I, dropped, I dropped out. <laughs> Needle fear. <laughs> Maybe you're not afraid of sticking other people with needles. You're just afraid of sticking no. yourself. <laughs> exactly. Okay, got, got it. <laughs> I stick anybody all day, every day. Me, on the other hand, different story. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I. Every, the reason why I am so hesitant with my shot every other week is because it's like, I don't want to stick myself. And like... I get through it, but it's that one that one moment right before you're about to that I sh- that's what I don't want to do. I still do it every time, but yeah. it's just it's deep, just that's what deep part. breaths are made for. I was right. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question. Do you guys have a routine with your shots? Do you like like I play music? Like a- I was going to say, yeah, so I think we talked about it in the uh, episode that I was in, uh, or he talked about it in every episode, but with mine, I ended up having to do mine in the closet of my apartment because it was quiet. It was the only Mm -hmm. quiet space that I had. Yeah, I I can't say I have a routine, except I have made it so it's Monday morning. And so to me, that like really helps me remember at the beginning of the week. Except on holiday weeks, because then I mainly Mondays forget half the time. Um, but yeah, no, I don't. I don't think I really have a routine. Why you, Aiden? I used to have like a pretty in depth routine of like I'd put music on, like a certain certain like mood. You know what I mean? Um, but and that helped a lot. I think like now the routine is less about more about the physicalness and less about like my emotional state. Cause I think at that time it was a lot more about my emotional anxiety. Um, now it's more of just like, you know, I always like, I've got my stealth bros and co bag and I pull that out. And I like, you know, I have a certain, like I do everything the same. Right. So it's like, I first, I, 
everything happens in an order, right? It's like, oh, first mm-hmm. I clean the tea bottle, then I take the thing out, then I pull, then I do this, then I never, like, I'll never switch needle heads while touching it. I always have to, like, touch the outside and, like, you know, just, mm-hmm. like, weird things like that. Um, but, again, a lot more is now, like, the physical. So, like, I always massage the muscle, like, the whole, like, if I know I'm doing like, I'll always massage the muscle because that really helps just loosen up that muscle mm-hmm. tissue so that the needle has less friction going in. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so it's, and then every time I'm done, I always am massaging it also after because your muscle will tighten on you and you loosen it up. So, you know, that deep breath that I mentioned. So like, it's a lot more about like the physical stuff now than it is like the mental. I always have that moment though, Cody, where I'm just like, okay. <laughs> ah, you know what i mean <laughs> i've told this story on past episodes everyone who's listening probably already knows but i need to tell you that i the first time i ever took my shot i use an 18 gauge needle which i'm sure you've all seen <laughs> i don't know how i'm here today i don't know how i got past it face. oh my gosh that was yeah. my exact reaction into your yeah. muscle mm-hmm. you just right must have been sore right like yeah, bleeding I felt like I was just... of your muscle, like jeez, mm-hmm. oh, bleeding. And I put that bad boy all the way in. I my first doctor's appointment, I guess, where they were telling me how to do it. I guess I wasn't listening. And <laughs> <laughs> I did it so wrong. I'm sitting there with the syringe and needle in one hand, and the other, the testosterone bottle in the other. Be like, I don't. What am I doing wrong? I don't get it. <laughs> It's terrible. An 18 gauge is like what they pierce your ears with, bro. Mm-hmm. It's like sticking a pencil in your leg. It's terrible. Well, isn't 18 gauge what you pull out with? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. The pink one. Mm-hmm. I don't the even do that one. anymore. I save money. I just buy a shit ton of 25s and I just pull with the 25. It just takes longer. Do you pull the 25 and then inject with the same 25? No, no, no. Because it? it gets dull. No, I change yeah. it. Because I, I, I pulled it out with the 18 gauge and, then, uh, <laughs> and injected it until it was dull. <laughs> That's no oh. bueno. No. Yeah, no, I know. No. no one said I was good at this. <laughs> <laughs> You've made it this far. <laughs> Dude, but I feel like, because you're, you're, how old are the both of you again? Well, we're old. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I just turned 36. Okay. And you're 32? I'm 32. Taylor? Yeah. How old are you both? I am 24. I am 22. Wow. We are old, in. Yeah. So, Jackson, you I'm... were eight when I started? That's testosterone. <laughs> yep. That makes me feel weird. If you're 22, I've been on for four yeah. years. I'm mathing correctly. Mm-hmm. Cody yeah, was 10. Let's podcast. I was 10. You were 10. Yeah. So. That's awesome. Wow. I'm sitting here and That's like I I'm figuring everything out. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow, I'm learning so much cuz like each guest I've had on has been around my age, 23, 22, mm-hmm. and like everyone's always just been able to relate and been like, yeah, like that's crazy, that story. But you're like, no, here's how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> the wise elders. So you're like taking notes while we ask questions. Yeah. <laughs> the wise elders, you know. I've gotten quite a few uh, comments um, on some of my last videos saying that people want to hear from older trans guys. So I'm, I'm happy that you guys are older. Share some 
wise knowledge. How many how many times do you get to say that we're old? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I think you said it like six times. These older, these older say I'm thirty six, bro. Damn. You're not old. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You're not old, you're just older. No, I know, I know. I joke that like I get I'll talk to like a fifty year old and they're like, Oh, I've been on T for five years. I'm like, Oh, I've been on T for almost for thirteen and they're like, Whoa and I'm like, You're like you're like fourteen years older than me. You know fifty year old trans people? Yeah. Yeah, I'm old, which means I know older people. <laughs> I know a seventy year old trans man. <gasps> really? Yeah. I that's crazy. Yeah, they exist. I can't imagine being like I talked about this a lot, but I can't imagine still sticking myself with a needle every yeah. other week at yeah. like eighty years yeah. old. Well, they probably that's have a nurse to do. I'm it. gonna be like, yeah, you get your nurse. To do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I'm excited. For I that. think it's interesting though, Cody, because I think a lot of times what I hear is people like, I never need, met anyone like myself. I didn't know there were fifty year old trans men, seventy two year old trans men, and it's like. I think that, that that happens because when you are in your early 20s, like, who are you hanging out with? Right. Other yeah. early 20-year-olds. Right. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like people – you know, I watch a video of someone who, like, came out two years ago, and the, the video montage is like, when I came out, there was no one like me. And I was like, motherfucker, we were all here. You just literally yeah. only were in your bubble – you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they're like, oh, I want to share my journey for for like when I came out, I didn't know anybody. And I'm just like, did you not have the Internet? Like, <laughs> my, like we have been, like people have been posting shit for a long ass time. Like, it's That's like true. no shade. Like I like share your story, help people, inform people. You know what I mean? But I think that sometimes, again, just like reiterating the fact that like we live in our own bubble sometimes. And it's like right. if you want to find older trans people like they're out there you just have to actually like go to where they are which is not anywhere you are because they're not going to where a 24 year old hangs out you know what i mean like and if they are you should stay away from them because they're they might not be safe people (laughs) (laughs) no that's facts i think it, it definitely falls into the same category as like how a lot of typically transphobic cis people forget how many trans people there are in the world where mm-hmm. i'm like oh i forget you know people did this before i did it mm-hmm. <laughs> right yeah yeah but speaking about coming out and stuff i know you started testosterone a while ago but how long did you come out before you like how long ago did you come out before you started testosterone Aiden? so i i think i knew i what i identified as a lesbian for like seven years mixed between myself and being out. I came out as a lesbian in when I was 16, but I knew as early as like 12 or 13. Um, and then when I, in February of 20, 2009 is when I came out as trans. And I probably knew, I probably knew what trans was and that like came to terms with it like six months earlier but before I actually said anything, so it was probably like late 2008 is when I was like, I'm probably this, I'm probably trans. Like just, you know, you're like in the denial stage where you're like, I'm not trans. I'm just like watching this video about a trans person. And there's this other thing about a trans person. And Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I'm like, 
looking in the dark aisles of my library. You know what I mean? Um, but I'm not. Trans. That was me for seven years. That was that <laughs> was me trans. for seven years. But you weren't trans yeah. then. I just it just was a coincidence. You were interested. You want to support right. the community. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, that was me. Yeah. <laughs> but I would say I tried that to was... I tried to transition without hormones. So I tried to like do what was called. Um, a oh my god what were they what did they call it back then it was a natural transitioning mm. so i was i was i would like i was like it was called nt natural transitioning and it was terrible because all it meant was like just like going to gnc and buying all these fucking t boosters and all this shit that was probably so bad for you and i was broke so i was like well i can't do that but i can buy more vitamin d you know what i mean like <laughs> so, you know so like all yeah. of that stuff and, and that lasted like i don't know three months and then i was like this is ridiculous and nothing like mm -hmm. i'm just gonna go on hormones so yeah yeah was that did you like try to do those things instead of going on hormones because like how i'm not trying to make you feel old i just don't know what it was like to transition <laughs> eight years ago so like was it like you didn't have access to it. You didn't know much about it or like, you just didn't want to go on hormones for a little bit there. Well, um, I mean, I, at the end of the day, like there was nobody to look to like you, right. there was, so I don't think I'm old, but life has changed a lot since I was young and Taylor was young. So there was no Facebook. There was no Instagram. There was no Twitter or X or whatever, like there was no Tumblr, like there was nothing like that. Um, and even when you went to like the LGBT center, like no one was trans, no one was talking about the T. Right. You yeah. saw drag queens, you rarely saw drag kings, which I think is still true today. You rarely see a drag king. But um, yeah, so it just wasn't like there just was no access. So I was on YouTube before YouTube was even cool or pop, like anything like that, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and you would find like in the deep web of YouTube, you'd find like a video and there was like maybe like max, like seven guys who would show their transition, but mm -hmm. then they would always dip. So it'd be like, you'd watch, there'd be like eight videos and you'd be like, cool, they're making videos. And they're like, oh, every month they'd post a new video. And then it would be like, they're gone. And all their videos are right. gone. And like, you know, um, and so, so yeah, so it, I was scared because I was just like, I don't know what to actually expect. Like, I don't know what mm -hmm. actually happens. I don't know what I'm going to look like, you know, like the health repercussions of tea at the time. Everyone was just like, mm -hmm. you're going to die earlier if you start tea. But they don't say mm -hmm. that like, you're probably going to die earlier if you start T because in life, women live longer than men. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so you're not going to yeah. die early because of T. You're just now going to be a man and now you're going to die early. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, because you're a man. <laughs> right. Like, and so, you know, so there were just all of these, you know, I, I was told like, oh, if you're on T for more than five years, you're going to get cancer. You will not, not like, like you could get uh is cancer like you will get it you know what i mean so yeah. so there was just like a lot of more fear due to lack of like knowledge and education but but i mean i you know taylor was older when he transitioned mm -hmm. yeah. and a little bit younger than me but not like drastically younger than me 
Yeah. How old were you, Taylor, when you came out? So I came out when I was 28 as trans. I somehow bamboozled 90% of people and myself and didn't know I was queer until I was 18, which is still shocking. <laughs> um, so I came out as gay and then by like 22, end of college, I self started identifying as genderqueer because in our old age, non-binary did not exist back in the right. day. Um, but I kind of got, you know, I ended up getting married, had a whole life and it was like my gender transition put on hold. Um, and so I just kind of was living androgynously and like not actively thinking about it that much. Um, and then, and I think for me, a really, like, I think like Aiden talking about not seeing people, I actually, like I'm from Madison, Wisconsin, which is a very liberal place. And so I actually grew up knowing and having trans friends at a very young age. Um, but the only images I ever saw of trans people was darkness and despair. And so I was oh. like, I had never seen a successful trans person. And so I didn't know, you know, I, mm -hmm. I just had only seen like, okay, well, I like, if I'm trans, this is what my life is going to be like. Um, and so I think today it's the world that you guys get to, you know, grow up in and see and just have like, all, you know, see so many successful trans mm -hmm. people in all aspects of life, um, obviously makes it so that people can come out and understand themselves much earlier. Yeah, um, and sure. I've, I've always felt that I, like, it took me a long time to realize it is I also felt like I needed to understand what I was transitioning to because I never felt like a crazy masculine cis guy and a misogynist. So I was like, well, I can't be trans because I don't see the, like, I don't, I don't see where I'm transitioning to. So I'm just going right. to be over here and live this androgynous world because God forbid I'd be a man. Um, and exactly. then here I am. And you bamboozled everybody and yourself. Everybody and, <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, so yeah, then I, I very, yeah, quickly realized I was trans when I got out of my marriage and then just went off for the races. So. So do you think that, how, how long ago did you start your transition? Did you say? Like almost four years ago. Four years ago. So do you think you had like, did you look towards the internet for help at all for your transition? Yes, I did. I went, yes, I definitely used, you know, yeah. Watched lots of YouTube things. And I think for me, I had, I had known I wanted top surgery since I was 22, but I like thought that was it. And so I didn't even know all the other stuff that would happen when I like, I hadn't thought about going on T. I was just like, I know I want top surgery. And then once I started looking at videos and then like seeing people like me, I was like, oh, this is definitely me. Um, and then understanding it. And then, you know, as T progressed, I got more gender euphoria out of things I never thought I would ever want or care about. And I was like, all right, sweet. This is great. Like this, I, this is definitely correct. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, um, you guys, I don't want to, I keep bringing up age, but it's just because you guys are the oldest trans guys I've had on here. And I'm pulling at that, you know, topic a little bit. Um, as older trans guys, what do you think has been your biggest struggle over the years? Like, does age play a part in it in this day and age? Because all the trans guys you see right now, I feel like are on the younger scale of things i feel like like me hello on the internet so do you think it plays a part at all 
I think that when it comes to the internet, it plays a part because when I was coming up, there were other trans guys and they were also young. And I think right. what it is, is that, or, or one hypothesis I have is that to be just like Frank, it's like more exciting when you're young and you're first on T there's like more things to look forward to. You're just like, you know, you first you're pre T and you're like, I can't wait to get on T. Then you get on T and everyone's like, wow, you're on T. And then you're changing so much in this first year. Wow. His voice dropped in there. They're growing facial hair and this and that. Right. Like, and then like you get to this peak around like this, like year. And then, you know, then it's like a few years in, you're like, I got, I'm getting top surgery. Right. Like for like a stereotypical timeline of like a trans masculine person. Right. Um, and then you kind of hit this peak where you're like, okay, like you're five years, like you're kind of like plateauing in the sense of all of the changes, like, you know, and that's where I feel like a lot of times multiple things happen. Like one, like you as a human, you're like, okay, like you're more set in who you are. You're recognizing yourself in photos. You're passing by yourself in the, you know, store reflection. And you're like, yeah, that's me. You know what I mean? Like you're more confident. You're There's less like, oh, what's happening now with my face, right? Um, and then I think also as far as just who's popular, right? It's like, you know, you're like, and this is everybody, but like, you're like kind of on to the next person. You're kind of like, <laughs> okay, who else is like new, fresh? Oh, this person's getting top surgery. I'm gonna follow their journey. Oh, this person's yeah. starting tea. Oh, wow, look at all those changes. Like <laughs> there is that appeal when, you, when you're changing, you know what I mean? And then I think, you know, so I think that it, it it's a little bit of like, that's why I think every generation is like, oh, like I don't see older guys. And it's like, because they're not as, I don't think they're as fun. Especially when you're younger and you're like looking forward to your top surgery or you're looking forward to your changes, you know what I mean? Or you're, you, you remember what it was cause you just did that two years ago, you know, as opposed to just being me, like, I'm like, yeah, like maybe 14 years on. And then it's more of just like, whoa, that's so long. That's like my whole life. You know what I mean? And I'm like, oh yeah, like wild, but there's nothing. It's not like I'm, there's no video I can make every, every like collage or montage I would make would be from those first five years because if right. i made a video from like year seven to year 14 you'd be like cool you're just like older now like cool <laughs> like nothing has changed bro like get over like nothing it's my this is the same shit you know what i mean that's that's funny i mean like i guess i was gonna ask because a lot of people you're you're saying that you know you looked up to or a lot of trans guys look up to people on the internet, you were somebody, are somebody that people look up to as a trans person on the internet. Um, I'm an OG. I'll, I'll claim it. You are. I'm gonna get you the, are an OG. You know, <laughs> represent <laughs> it. <yeah. laughs> um, do you think this has like being vulnerable on the internet and putting your transition on the internet on social media? Do you think it's affected your transition? at all and like put pressure on it at all do you think um i don't think it's put pressure on as far as the choices i've made about my transition like i didn't get top surgery because of the internet i didn't take hormones because of the internet like again like a lot of my stuff you know i don't claim to be the first but i i will definitely say that i was one of the first you know what i mean yeah, like yeah there were sure. there were very few and so i was 
the first for a lot of people, even if I wasn't the ultimate first person. Um, so I made all those choices, luckily, without the pressure of being like, well, if I get top surgery, maybe I'll get more views or like they're getting top surgery and I'm not getting top surgery. Maybe I should like, so luckily I didn't have any of that. It was mostly all just, you know, um, I think, I think the thing that was pressure about my transition was more about like being, I think that like having the spotlight on me made me live life a little safer because I knew people were watching, which probably benefited me, you know, like I, like I didn't like do that really crazy thing. So I was like, well, this is going to go on the internet. You know what I mean? Like, or I didn't, right, yeah. you know, I, th I think it made me be a little Slow more down, tame. Maybe. Yeah. Like, I think yeah, if I was like a wild young buck on T, like I probably would have just made more mistakes, you know, <laughs> and like done yeah. stupider things that I regret. But I always knew like, well, I could go to that pride thing and like people could see me and I've like, I'm like wasted, like climbing up this pole, <laughs> like people are going to talk about it. So I should right, probably yeah. just like chill out, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And just like do those things in the comfort of my friends that I know won't take a video of me, right, Taylor? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, <laughs> exactly. No videos of you. No videos. <laughs> Wild times, but no evidence. No evidence. <laughs> and that's a good friend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that makes sense, though, because I was asking that question in, in the perspective of like, since you had, I'm sure, younger trans guys looking up to you, like. Did it make you like want to move faster in your transition or do it a certain way to look differently? But no. it makes sense. You know, you felt like you had a spotlight on you. So you were doing it the right way. So mm -hmm. that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I was going to say something for Taylor. You yeah. said that you knew you always wanted top surgery, even before coming out as trans. Mm -hmm. um, I was going to say that I kind of relate to that in a way because I don't have top surgery. Um, it's actually one of my biggest struggles right now. Mm -hmm. um, I don't have top surgery, but I knew even before what going on YouTube and what trans was that I was like, these have to come up, whatever mm -hmm. they are. Like as soon as they start, like I can remember like bawling my eyes out to my mom and being like, what are they? Like, why are they here? I want them off. And like my mom was always like, you just got to lose weight. Like just lose weight, lose weight even to this day she does it and i'm just like mom it doesn't work that way <laughs> that's not i am 22 i am 22 they have stopped they are as big <laughs> as they're gonna get <laughs> but it's just i i related that i was, I was just gonna say i related to mm -hmm. that in a little in a little sense because i knew that i wanted top surgery way way before and i was like you don't want your they're all off you just get a reduction and i was like no they're flat no. i need <laughs> gone please <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. And I didn't have that much social media stuff when I knew it. Right. It was just inherently, you know, I had dysphoria. I had no idea what it was or why. I was no idea. Yeah. It was just like, yeah, these can go. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's how I was too. And then I did get on YouTube because I, I would say my, what I had 12 was when I started was like, mm, tomboy just doesn't seem right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Yep. YouTube became my best friend. My dad still to this day says it's an influence. Um, You're welcome. It's a positive like, influence. Come on, people. Influence mm -hmm. isn't always bad, you know? Exactly. Yeah. 
I wish I wish I could get it to him. Right. I don't think that anybody who isn't questioning their gender would be influenced. You know what I mean? Like I would follow Sam Collins and you and like all these other older trans guys who had it figured out and there was a reason why I was so intrigued. Like there's no there's nobody just being like, huh, what's this? Oh, cool. I want to be like them. I'm gonna do it. It's mm-hmm. not because I want to be like you. It's just because you're doing something mm-hmm. I think is cool and I obviously feel the same way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. But speaking about top surgery, uh, Taylor first, uh, how long ago did you get your top surgery? So I got top surgery three years and some change. So I got top surgery like seven months after starting T, which I, oh, nice. um, I'm very blessed to be able to do that. I understand that's a super privilege. Um, yeah. And I guess like Aiden talking about social stuff, I, Aiden knows this, but like I couldn't have had more of an opposite situation because I don't share anything about that except on Trace, yeah. but I don't share any about the thing about my transition on other social platforms. Um, and I actually, my first year of transition was there was like three months and then the pandemic hit. So I was like literally just by myself, like mm-hmm. with, you know, no influence whatsoever, you know, my tiny little COVID pod. <laughs> was that a good thing or a bad thing for you? I think it was a very good thing. It, um, it like allowed me, it was the first time in years that I was like alone and single. Um, and it was just me and my little dog. And I had like four acres. I lived down the country and just like got to do it all on my own terms and was never trying to impress or go out and try to look a certain way and do that stuff. And so like, it was definitely for me, a blessing in disguise, even though, you know, I know the pandemic was horrid for most people and very anxiety inducing for everyone. Um, But yeah, it was like very good for me to just be able to do it for me. Figure it out by yourself. Mm -hmm. No other influence or not to or whatnot. Yeah, I completely get that. Um, Aiden, when did you get top surgery? I got top surgery 11 years ago. Nice. So 2012 was when I got top surgery. Do you guys remember your surgeons? Yeah. Who forgets your surgeon? (laughs) Surgeon? It's a nice question. Dr. Garamoni (laughs) in Southwest Florida was my surgeon. Um, I, there are a lot more, there are a lot of good surgeons out there. At the time, I still, uh, he was the best. Um, Mm -hmm. I still think that he is in the top tiers of, Mm -hmm. but I will say that I have, seen other doctors who have really good top surgery as well. Um, but he also like, you know, he's, he's just a doctor. He's not like, right. He gets a lot of like, disses for like the bedside manner that like, he's, he's not like, he's just not like super chill. Like he'll call you by whatever name you put on there. He's going to use the right pronouns, but like, he's just kind of like, what's good. Okay. Yeah. Take your shirt off. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) We're going to remove the breasts. This is what we're going to do. Okay. Awesome. Do you have any questions? Great. I'll see you on Friday. Like, you know what I mean? He's just very. He specializes in top yeah. surgery. It's what he does. Yeah. So he's yeah. like, no bullshit. This is what I'm here for. Yeah. yeah. He's just like. I'll take him and go. Yeah. No. And he does. It like, looks bullshit. like I know who I want. <laughs> yeah. He does like over like 200 to 300 a year. Like he's very. And he's been doing it for so many years. Um, yeah. So I just, you know, I'm always like, you have to decide what you want, like what's important to you. Cause like I have a really good friend. 
um, who chose not to go to Dr. Garamoni because they were just like, I just don't like him. And like, I don't, you know, the things I cared about weren't, aren't necessarily high on their list. So they were just like, I just want like no breasts and just like, yeah. I don't, you know, they're bigger. You don't have to be nice so, to me. Yeah. Yeah. They're, <laughs> yeah. They're, you know, um, so they, you know, everyone has their own preference, but uh, right. yeah. And I, I also like top surgery has doubled in price since when I mm-hmm. got it. Like when I got it, it was fifty nine hundred dollars, and now it's like on average right. is like ten to twelve thousand. Right. That's, so I paid eleven for my insane. yeah. So insane. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's the average. I know because of point of pride, we do a lot of like you know surgery numbers and estimations, mm-hmm. and that's like the average price is like around that twelve thousand right. number. I, and I want to talk about point of pride but before i do that taylor do you remember your top surgeon yes i do i'm not gonna say his name because there have been some political things he was great he was great um but you can't get top surgery from him anymore um because the hospital he's associated with is catholic and they just stopped him from doing all the surgeries um so we are dealing with that in madison and they literally this huge hospital conglomeration um, and it literally only affected him and his coworker. Like there were two surgeons doing top surgery. They didn't even do bottom surgeries. Um, and they just shut them down with all this stuff. It wow. just affected two people. Um, but no, he was, he was fantastic. He was a general plastic surgeon who did this, um, on the side. And I had a complication and he was like, you are not paying another dime. You paid me like out of pocket, like, don't even worry about it. Um, and um, like asked me how all the nurses were and made sure I wasn't ever misgendered and like was just very, very conscious about, you know, dealing nice. with trans guy. And, you know, at the end, I like thanked him for doing this, you know, my favorite thing that's ever happened in my life. Um, and and he was like, well, yeah, this is the stuff I get to do for fun, you know, instead of just general plastic surgery stuff. He's like, this is what I do to like make an impact and do yeah. good things. Um, that's cool. So my surgeon was in New York City, Dr. Elliot Jacobs. He was kind of similar. Like he didn't specialize in uh, in top surgery at all. He did it for cis men who just had more fat in their chest there. Mm-hmm. And because I spoke to Dr. Garamoni and asked for keyhole, but I think Dr. Garamoni do. only does, yeah, he yeah. only does double incision. And I was young and ignorant. And I was like, no, I want keyhole. Where now I'm like, damn, I could have got double incision. Like <laughs> He cares a lot about his results dr j yeah but yeah keyhole is keyhole is made for very unique circumstances 90 percent of the people i see who get keyhole need a revision or they're not satisfied with their keyhole and that's because Mm -hmm. they were just too large to begin with and they're you really have to like barely have anything there yeah luckily i had a small chest so it was in order for it to work Right. But you need to keep up with working out, I found out, <laughs> to, to make sure that it looks good. So now that, because I, I had a job where I did like manual labor, so it looked really good for a really long time and it still looks good. I still like it, but I need to get back into fitness in order do some to, push-ups. to be where I need. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, if I just did like 10 pushups a day, I'd You'd be, be fine, fine with my lazy ass. <laughs> I was going to um, go off of yeah. Taylor real quick. Um, about your surgeon. So I'm in Alabama. 
unfortunately. Um, he, we have w had one surgeon here who specialized in top surgery, but he no longer does it anymore because the hospital that he was doing it in was Catholic and they stopped his surgeries. So now I have to go out of state to find someone and that's where I'm struggling. There was only one in your entire state. There's more, but they they don't specialize in top surgery. And yes, that's Alabama for you. Yeah, yeah so that checks it out. They're more of breast reduction kind of thing. I talked to one other person who was in Birmingham, Alabama. Um, but he, I mean, he was cool and everything. And he was a really, really nice guy but and really respectful. But he just, he specialized in breast reduction and it just i want somebody that specializes in top surgery and like knows what they're doing if that makes sense because i'll have i know i have to have double incision there's there's no <laughs> no keyhole for me so if i can if i can find some i've, I've found a handful of people that i've liked so mm. i just gotta choose and pick and figure out it kind of like what Aiden Shit. was saying. It's some to some people, it's important that you know they have bedside manner and mm -hmm. respect all the pronouns and everything. And for some people, it's also just like get them off. I don't care. <laughs> just take them. <laughs> <laughs> Which I feel like I kind of I, I I fell under that same boat as well. Mm -hmm. um, but I wanted to talk about point of pride. If you want to tell me what that's about. Yeah, so Point of Pride is a nonprofit that I co-founded um, with my friend Jeff, and it is the largest nonprofit for trans and non-binary folks that's led by trans and non-binary folks. Um, and we also, um, we are one of the only direct services, which is like, like HRC and the Trevor Project, they're working on different bills. They're working on, you know, housing, things of that nature. But we're just direct services, which means we get money. We give the money back <laughs> to the community. Right, yeah. um, right. So we have like four main programs. We have a garment program, which is a free binder or gaff or tucking program. Um, then we have our electrolysis fund, um, which, so it's, you know, laser hair removal. Then we have a, our um, HRT access fund, which grants free HRT services for up to a year. Um, and then we also have our surgery fund where we pay for surgeries. So like, um, I think we're about to hit our million dollar mark if we haven't hit it already of money that has gone back into the community um this last year in madison actually oddly enough um we raised 2.3 million dollars with the help of mercury stardust and jory um they're both trans women and we had a TikTok a thon for like 31 hours and we raised 2.3 million dollars so I watched um, it. It was awesome. Oh, thank you. Yes. So <laughs> it was uh, awesome. It was really cool. And we um, we have some more things I can't really say yet in the works with them that will be happening in 2024. So excited for that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I and I think it's really hard to know, like, how, how do you actually know this information? But it if it's not the largest, it's one of the largest trans organizations that have like raised that much money you know what i mean um because i don't know any other 
and we have some people on the board who have worked with the like the HRCs and the uh you know all the big 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 nonprofits like in DC and it's like they're like to raise two million dollars in a studio with just like four people is like they'll spend like a, a quarter million just to like get this person to do this thing and have a red carpet and you know what I mean um just to raise two million so. It was really awesome and uh yeah so it was just it was really phenomenal and so now we've got all of that money is going back in um we did make one hire so we hired jeff as our executive director so we're still a team of two we've got two full-time employees and everyone else is volunteers so uh yeah, so if you're interested, you could just go to pointofpride.org, and we've got all of our programs there. Um, of course, like our main goal is to focus on equity and getting people the healthcare that they should be getting already. Um, so, you know, if you've got barriers to getting your services, whether that's HRT or electrolysis or surgery, or you need a binder or a tucking garment, like where are your people? Um, you know, I think we're about to hit 10, oh, we've are actually already given away 10, is it 10,000 binders? It's an obnoxious amount of binders we've yeah. given away. We just, in July, we packaged 2000. Those are, will wow. all be distributed. And we're, we, we just put $98,000 into another purchase and shipment, um, so that we will be caught up on average. We get. 40 i think it's like 40 binder requests a day 40 binder requests wow. on average That's yeah wild. if you average it out and we're international with our binders and our garments so we give nice. to all over the world that's pretty cool. I think I saw a video of, of you packaging binders or something. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That was probably it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I'd love to, you know, reach out to y'all when we're doing our next big fundraiser. Maybe y'all can promote it for us, let people know what's going on. For sure, dude. Yeah. That would be awesome. I mean, you, when did you start the foundation? So the foundation was officially founded in 2016, but it, it, you know, I started giving money away when I was raising money for my top surgery and I started mm -hmm. a t-shirt company and I was taking that money and raising, giving it away at the end of the year. And then I was also like letting people mail in their old used binders and then shipping out binders for free to anyone who purchased a t-shirt. Um, wow. so that's kind of how the programs began. And then, uh, I wasn't making any money <laughs> and I was just giving it away. And so Jeff, who was helping me in some capacity, like with the website, he was like a friend, you know, like did websites and stuff. Um, and he was like, we, we should start a nonprofit. Like you're not making money anyway. If anything, I lost money. Like I, I'm still paying off a credit card that was from that time because wow. I lost money. You know what I mean? So like, it's like, you know, but uh, oh, it was all worth it. It was all worth it. Living the dream, living the dream. <laughs> so I wanted to say that you have helped the trans community in more ways than one. And I wanted to know if that is something you've always known you wanted to do or if that you just found yourself there one day. Like, Were you actively trying to help the trans community or did you just realize you had a following and 
or like, okay, I could do this? Uh, I mean, I, I started documenting and sharing my journey because I didn't have any friends. uh, that's so wholesome though you know i had like i had like a core group of a a few friends but like once i transitioned it was just different you know what i mean um Mm -hmm. with them i lost some of them um and so i just was like no one understands me i'm just gonna talk to this camera and put it on the internet and see if people will talk to me (laughs) Uh, and that's literally how it started and so i just started building a community and um and again i think i just once i once i would like get recognized or someone would be like oh watch your videos they've helped me so much i i noticed that i had i was like hey like it became like a responsibility i raised i sold t-shirts and i raised money and people helped me get my top surgery like that's the only reason i would you know what I mean? Like was able to get my top surgery. Um, mm-hmm. I was making like $400 a week. Like there was no way I was getting top surgery, you know? So mm-hmm. I think at that moment, like I would always say like, I want to be able to like everyone who gave me $20, like I can't knock on their doors and give them their $20 back and say, mm-hmm. thank you. But like, I can keep my clothing company open and give back. I can make videos and help and like because it helped me too it made made me feel connected so it was like it's just like a reciprocal relationship like i needed friends and community and so i put something out there and people came and then you know i wanted to you know i've been able to be on ellen and be on men's health and go to vidcon and all of these do all these cool things right like financially make some money off of youtube you know what i mean like i never like hit hundreds of thousands of subs. So I was never one of those like, I made 74K a month. You know what I mean? It's more like maybe $74 a month. You know what I mean? But just like in general, I, I, so, so it's been, there's been reciprocity between myself and the community at large, you know? Um, And I think that that, you know, now it's just like in my DNA, like, I'm just like, I just don't know how I could do anything that wasn't for the trans community. Like, cause it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's like my, I'm an expert in trans. My job is trans. (laughs) I love that. I mean, huge inspiration to me because that's exactly what I want to do with my life. I think that's so cool. Um, And, you know, I think you said it before that you know you've met a lot of trans people, obviously, through everything that you do. Do you think that – did you know a lot of trans people? Both of you, question for both of you. Did you know a lot of trans people in, like, the start of your transition? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I, you know, again, like I started because I didn't have any trans friends. You know, I met one trans guy in person, and that solidified that I was going to medically transition. But other than that, I didn't know anybody. What about you, Taylor? Um, I knew I had like a friend from childhood, but by like college and stuff, we were not really friends anymore um for other reasons um and so no i really think no absolutely not it hasn't been until this year um prior to aiden um but like besides aiden this year i finally made like a core group of trans friends Mm -hmm. um, and been building that community and do you think both of your transitions would have been different if you had like friends who you know were also trans or do you think it would have been around the same? 
I think maybe at parts it would have been less lonely, but again, I like really loved that loneliness right, or just yeah. that alone time. Um, super introvert over here. Um, and <laughs> it's okay, me too. but I think I like it is, I mean, it is super nice. And I guess I didn't realize this when I didn't have it to just like sit around and be able to be trans and be around people that get it. So I don't know that it would have changed anything. Um, I think if I was around, like around the wrong type of people, it might have actually backfired and been way worse because then I would be com doing comparisons and be really bad for my mental health. Mm -hmm. So I don't really know. Right. Because I mean, for me, I I'm uh, eight years into my transition now, and I hadn't met a single trans person until I until I started this podcast, and people commented actually on our last episode with Jackson of maybe to give some advice on how to find trans people and connect because you know, it's hard to find trans people in your area. Like I use Bumble BFF to find some, I got like one, <laughs> but um, I thought maybe the trace app, it would be a, a great way, right? Mm -hmm. Plug, plug, <laughs> shameless yeah. plug. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can put your, you know, if you're comfortable and you, you know, feel safe to do it, um, you can put a tag on your profile like Long Island, right? New York or Alabama, right? And then you mm -hmm. can search other people. We've got channels, so you can join the channel. Um, you know, I think that right now when it comes to Trace, like the platform is still growing. And the number one thing that we, like what we tailor myself and Elizabeth need is like people to engage more because there's so many people on the platform, but we, it is a, at a point where like, you do have to like say hi, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it's right. not like you do have to enter the room and say, Hey, I'm here. What's going right. on? You know? Um, and I think that's even harder for trans people because a lot of times we don't feel safe doing that. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's like on trade, that's another reason to make trace and like why we're like, Hey, like, you can actually come on here and say like, Hey, like, this is who I am. Like, you know, people aren't, aren't good at be how they are on the other socials. Like we have a really great supportive community, you know what I mean? Right. And so you can meet other people and, and, and have that support that you can't get, you know, mm -hmm. if you were to just like enter the Facebook chat of long Island and be like, Hey, I'm trans. People are like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like some Caitlyn Jenner <laughs> joke or some shit. You know what I yeah, mean? Right. So, you know, <laughs> like yeah. you can like enter the chat and be yourself. You know what right. I mean? And that's, I think that's really important because I talked about with Bear on episode 14. I think that uh, trans people being on social media is like a double-edged sword because while it's so great that, you know, we're visible now and people are understanding and seeing us and accepting us, you still have, you're still giving people so much information to use back at you to hurt you and hate on you and stuff. And you've quite literally created an app where that's kind of impossible because it's just all trans people, non-binary people and allies, which I think is, is mm -hmm. really important. Yeah. That's the goal, baby. That's the goal. <laughs> um, I have... One more topic, because I know this is, has been going on for a little bit, um, just because, again, you guys are the oldest trans guys I've had on here. Usually um, we're old. We don't have things to do. We're not cool. <laughs> People don't need us. We're just sitting around <laughs> reading a book. 
<laughs> like, hmm, what do old people do? Star in the basement. Yeah. yeah. Listen, you're gonna turn 32, and then you're gonna turn 36, and you're gonna be like, I can't believe I call them old. Like, <laughs> like they're not old. This, like, I, I still feel like I'm 22. I'm, be, I'm like, let's go get a drink, bro. y'all. Let's do this. Let's get it done. <laughs> You look it, so I mean, hey. <laughs> it's the tea, baby. It's the fountain of youth. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> fountain of youth. That's hilarious. Um, looking at your YouTube channel, and I think I first realized looking at your uh, your ten year anniversary was it mm-hmm. when you first yeah. clicked on your YouTube channel? Yeah, I saw you're a dad. Yes, sir. That is awesome. Um, what has been what has being a father been like so far awesome i mean i love it um you know it's like i'm definitely more tired than i've ever been in my life um (laughs) and i've really had to re rearrange what my priorities are right like because i used to be like go in the gym and like you know um even just like we're just working all the time. It didn't matter if it was Saturday, like I'll just work or like, I'll just stay up late or, you know, um, you know, so my priorities have definitely changed. I really try to like finish work at five because he goes to bed at seven thirty, and like, right. I only get two hours with him a day during the week. And you know what I mean? Um, so it's definitely made me understand why, I've always wanted a family, but now I know why I've wanted right. that family. You know what I mean? It's just like, mm-hmm. it's really beautiful. And like, he's hella cute and he he's is. very, he's yeah, thanks. Uh, he's very like, <laughs> he's very boy. Like he's very like traditionally <laughs> masculine. Like I always joke with Taylor, like he's just like a little bro. And <laughs> I I didn't try to do that. Like I had him in like, unicorn pants when he was two and like <laughs> hot pink you know like i really tried to yeah. be like you're gonna be a new kind of man like you're gonna <laughs> be like i don't care about gender stereotypes but he just came out like as this little bro you know what i mean um so you know so i like you know i definitely still we still talk about emotions and like even today he was like being mean to me and i was like bub like the words you're saying, they're like really mean. They're like hurting my feelings. Like, why? Why are you? Why are you saying mean words to me? Like, why? You know, I mean, I mean he doesn't fucking respond like an adult. <laughs> I mean, he's just like, he's just like, shoo, shoo. You know, <laughs> like, <he doesn't, laughs> but I try. Like, we we try to like, you know, embrace who he truly is, which is like this little boy who is like traditional and just loves like sports and dinosaurs and you know the Giants, which is the mm-hmm. best you know, like the only team worth it. Um, so, you know, he's just very like, uh, he's, he's great, you know, and I get to live through him in a lot of ways, like, you know, and, and I used to think that that used to be mean, I would be really jealous of him. That was one of my biggest fears of having a boy was like, I want to have a girl. Cause I was like, I know what that's like. I get it. Right, I'm gonna, yeah. It's going to be perfect. Yeah. You know, but uh, then when we found out we were having like, you know, a cis boy right like mm-hmm. and up to this point i mean he hasn't expressed anything outside of that um i was nervous that i was like man i'm gonna be so jealous of this kid you know he's gonna get <laughs> that's through all my things fear. yeah that's but my dude fear. like it goes away because like you're the dad 
Yeah, right. Like you're the, especially now, like I'm like, he, he thinks I'm so strong. He's always like, well, you could lift up the house. I'm like, I don't know, bro. I don't know if I can lift the house. (laughs) You know what I mean? Or like something breaks and I like fix it. And he's like, daddy will fix it. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, that's right. Oh, fix that. I'm so strong, you know, and I'm still taller than him. So I'm like tall. I'm like, you know. I'm like right, big yeah. compared to him, you know what I <laughs> you're, mean? You're like, Superman. Yeah, you're Superman. Exactly, right? exactly. Although he would say Spider-Man too, because he really likes Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, nice. Yeah. So <laughs> so yeah, so it's really like amazing. And that's, you know, I have my wife, my partner, she's just really genuinely is amazing and great, and that's what makes it work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so so yeah, so I just, you know, no regrets. And I feel like if you want to have a family and you know, be a parent, be a dad, like you should definitely, you know, mm-hmm. don't shy away from it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that's what I would say. It's yeah, because it's definitely scary. I think I've juggled with that thought a couple times because I mean, I'm still young, but I'm, I'm, I'm nearing that part of my life yeah. where I have to start, you know, thinking I about know. those things. And for trans guys and trans women, it's, it's a difficult decision to make because, uh, you know, I've been on T for however many years now, and I don't even know if I can have kids at this point, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And. But if you what, haven't had a hysterectomy, you can right. have yeah. kids. <laughs> Right. I mean, not everyone's the same, but you have a very high, there's a high probability you will be able to have children, Correct. whether that yeah. be from your body or taking out eggs. Um, right. But it does, it also, you know, everyone's a little bit different. There is a percentage of people who will not be able to, but most mm-hmm. people, like the higher percentage is that you could, you will be able to. Yeah, no, that's true. Because that's, that's the, the, the battle, I think, with trans guys and having kids, because I want to have kids. But I'm having horrible cramping from the testosterone. I think it's called atrophy, where I need a hysterectomy. So I need to make this decision now if I want kids, if I want to freeze my eggs or whatever the hell. And I guess so just seeing trans guys being a dad and like actually seeing it happen is very inspiring and makes Mm. it feel very less lonely, I would say. Yeah, I have like a whole series on YouTube about stepping into fatherhood and a hysterectomy. Um, So, you know, if you want to see like what I was really going through at that time, you could definitely check it out. But I know Jackson is like, wants to say something. <laughs> um, no, I was going to ask you if you don't mind, uh, mind me asking what, what, like, how do I, how do I put this? Being called dad, being called daddy from a little kid, like, how does that make you feel? Oh, dude, it, like, makes me cry sometimes. Like, I listen to, like, one of those sad, like, little dad songs, you know? It's always, like, some country-ass <laughs> song. And I'm always like, oh, this is so sad. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's it's very emotional. Like, I'll read, like, a, a book or, like, he came home from kind- like from school the other day, and it was just, like, his hand, and there was, like, a little poem. And, like, the last sentence, I was reading it out loud to Jane Lee. The last sentence, I was like, <sighs> Like I had to like take a breath. <laughs> it was just like a corny ass poem that every other person got that day. Like, you know what I mean? But it just, it's meaningful. Yeah. Like it's really, yeah. I get yeah. so emotional because it's so meaningful. And when you're trans and you have a child, it's so intentional. Mm-hmm. There's such an intentionality behind it. You know what I mean? So, right. um, yeah, yeah. So, well, I have a, I have a crying story. Yeah, cry it up. I've had stepkids for most of my adult life, um, two sets of them. 
Um, and my partner's kids now for Father's Day asked my partner, can I like make Taylor something? And she made me a card and it, she like wrote, well, she did a whole picture of the trans flag on the front of it oh. and then wrote me this little card that was like literally oh. the best card I've ever gotten. It was so sweet. And then like, like kids like don't care. No, they don't. Like, like, they I, accept I it and love that. it. And, like, <laughs> good right? Lord. So, so they know you're trans. That's cool. Oh yeah. Yep. Now, Aiden, that's kind of what I want to ask you too. Do you like, was that a fear when your son was born? Like, did you want to tell him you were trans when he got older? Does he know you're trans now? Yeah. I mean, I, I, he knows I'm trans. I, he just doesn't know what that means. Like he knows what the, tra- like I'll hold up a flag, a trans flag. And he's like, it's a trans flag. I'm like, that's right. <laughs> that's right. It is. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you like, I, I take him to pride. We read books. Like my friends are all queer, like whether they're trans or just like lesbians or gay, like even like my straight cis friends are like, might as well be queer. You know what I mean? Like, right. you know, so, uh, he's, he's very exposed to it, but like, there's no need to sit him down for anything because he doesn't get it. You know what I right. mean? Like, you mm-hmm. know, um, he's like, he's, uh, he's, he's fun. He's very fun. Awesome. And like, it's more in my mind, it's, there's not going to be a big shock. Cause it's just going to be like, as he gets older, he asks his new questions and I'll just answer right. those questions. And he sees pictures of me when I was little. And I'm like, Oh, like, well, I was a little girl. He's like, why is your hair long? I'm like, well, first boys can have long hair. Second, daddy was a girl in that photo you know what i mean and he's like huh and i'm like yeah and then i was like i don't like being a girl so i went to the doctor and now i'm a boy and he's like oh okay cool but like i don't have to be like well i went through this deep like emotional time and then and i go to the diner gap take a shot and this is you know like you know like he doesn't it's not he wouldn't even comprehend that if i tried to explain he would he would like walk away and because he would just be overloaded you know what i mean is that something you think about for when he gets older, like telling him all the processes and stuff? Uh, I don't, I don't worry about it. Cause again, I think that he will be, it's a new generation out there True. that have yeah. a lot more exposure. I'm not going to be something new. He has a lot of people in his life that are queer. Like I'm really not, I'm not worried because I'm not keeping anything from him. I mean, I don't let him necessarily like, I don't let him watch me do my shot. Cause I just yeah. feel like that's just like, you know, right. uh, but I, I'm like, Oh, daddy has to take his medicine. He's like, okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, but I don't, I don't let him watch it. Cause I just, I mean, I don't really, I don't think any, I wouldn't really want anyone to necessarily yeah. watch it. You know, it's <laughs> like for educational purposes. So yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a very intimate thing with yourself that you have to yeah. do. Yeah, <laughs> I don't blame exactly. you. Exactly. Uh, that's really cool, though. That's something that I personally always think about and kind of get scared about for my future. And you putting it in very simple terms has already made me feel better about it. So I appreciate Good. you. Good. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's about it for today. Uh, I did awesome. want to plug your podcast. You have your own podcast, right? Yeah, so my wife and I, my wife Jaylee and I have a podcast called Glued Together, and we answer questions about relationship. I mean, it's mostly all questions now. It was really just supposed to be like relationship questions, but I get yeah. questions about all types of things now. Um, yeah. It's definitely like, so I would say 99.9% of all my content is family friendly, but the podcast is definitely more of like a, 
you know, it's an 18 and older crowd. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like right. it, I, we get a little more raw. We're a little more, you know, right. Yeah. You should just, you know, cause I feel like, again, like all of my, I think that's why parents like me a lot too. Cause like, I'm very like family friendly. I try not to curse much, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but you know, when I, when I am around older people, you know, I let loose and I'm like more mm-hmm. like, okay, mm-hmm. like I can be who I am. Um, so in the sense of like the podcast, it's fun though. It's really fun. I think it's a different side to me that a lot of people haven't seen. Um, and like Jane Lee is like, you get to learn more about my wife and her journey through all of this. Um, so, uh, yeah, so you could check it out just, uh, on you. You can just follow me on YouTube because that's all I've been posting as of late. It's just those videos. So nice, and I like the name glued together. That's Thanks. yeah, that's Thank cute. You. Thanks. Um, so something I wanted to ask was for the both of you: what advice do you have for the younger generation uh, of trans people? What's something you can tell us? I mean, I guess I would just say, just always keep trying to find out who you are and you can change. Cause I've come out now like four times yeah. and it's fine. <laughs> like in all different ways, gender and sexuality. Um, and I would also just say, be kind to yourself, please. Mm. The world is terrible and mm. just take space when you need space, do whatever and just be kind to yourself. Mm. Yeah, I love that. I would echo that. And I would add to it. um, Like, the climate right now, like today, like this is a moment in time. You know what I mean? Like, yes, it's not going to last for a second, it might last for a few years. But at the end of the day, there are more people in the world who want trans people to thrive than there are people who want trans people to disappear. And, you know, just, you know, keep keep going, uh, find your community, keep going, believe in yourself. You know, again, like I just, it's a pendulum swinging of shittiness, you know, like it's going to get, it gets really bad and then it gets really good, you know? And, And that's just how, if you look at the history of the LGBTQ plus community, that's how it's always been. And unfortunately we're in a bad swing, but it, it will, it will come back, come back Mm -hmm. around, especially because all of all the old people are going to die. And like, <laughs> that's what I always say. <laughs> myself, Taylor, we're going to be the old motherfuckers. And we're going to be like, this is stupid. Like, yeah. it's fine. You're good. You're good. Everyone's fine. You know what I mean? So like, just, you know, it, it, it will not to be corny and say it gets better. But like, I do believe that this is a moment and, and things will swing back and, and uh, just find those moments of joy when you can. Hell yeah. I like that. Period. Uh, if you guys Period. want to start with Taylor, if you want, if you want to plug your social plug medias, all your just- socials, Taylor, where are you <laughs> posting every day? Where, where can we catch you? The only place I post is on trace. So you got to download trace and I'm my ally. Yeah. Um, it's like literally all he played. And like, then like his girlfriend will post and sometimes he reposts it, but that's about it. Yeah. Nice. Hey, that's all you need. That's all you need. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what about you, Aiden? Uh, yeah, you can just search me on Instagram. Um, I'm so old that my handle is when people didn't put your actual names and you just <laughs> made up a name. That was cool. 
you know um so you could just search my name though aiden it's spelled funny a y d i a n and i'll pop up you'll see my little face um and you could just search my name on all the things like on youtube on instagram um i'm not really on tiktok i'm like i kind of i'm kind of on tiktok but i'm kind of not um so yeah you can search me on all the things and follow trace yeah follow trace (laughs) yes sir jackson handles uh goodness gracious uh instagram is jackson with two x's uh walk with two k's slay and if you want to follow me i post on tiktok and instagram at hrt podcast i post every day if you want to follow me subscribe to me here at hrt podcast a lot of you are viewing it and not subscribing so please do that i would appreciate it uh, and then you can find me on patreon at hrt uh, i post there every tuesday and that's about it guys thank you guys so much for coming on i really appreciate it this was awesome uh awesome. and make sure you download the trace app yes available on ios and android you can search for taylor and myself and ally requests us I'll be on the Trace app as well. Yes. Find me there too. Awesome. And donate to Point of Pride too if you want. And if you need anything for Point of Pride, get it there. And that's about it. Thank you guys so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Bye. Bye.